Time travel. Is it possible? Yes, it's possible. Fifteen years ago, my mom was murdered. You see two people. That's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. Dude, this is like some Twilight Zone level stuff. You're gonna change the past. I won't make the same mistake twice. for Flashing Arrow, Cinema Geekly's Flash slash Arrow podcast. Each week, Glenn and I sit down and talk about the DC Double Shot on the CW Network. Glenn, how are you doing, sir? I'm fine. How are you doing, Anthony? I'm doing great. How is the weather down here? Uh, right now, it is... Uh, do you want to know? Yeah, like... I want to know because I want to tell you why my kids didn't go to school this morning. Oh, well, it is 60 degrees right now. Um, well, I don't know what the air temperature was, but the wind chill outside this morning was negative 36 degrees. I went to school when I lived in Alaska when it was that cold. Well, yeah, the yeah. only time we didn't go to school was negative 60. Yeah, but I mean, because a crossing guard froze to death. Yeah, but you guys had like polar bear skins that you'd wear to school there. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what we had. Sarah Palin would come pick you up on a bear and you'd ride to school. That That's how it is in Alaska, right? Uh, she wasn't governor yet when I was up there. Well, I know this is pre-governor. This is what she did before she was. Uh, yeah, I actually saw her when she was the mayor of Wasilla. She was uh, a she was yeah. a school bear driver. You don't have buses up school, there. School everything's bears. bears. They're yellow. They're bears painted yellow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's exactly what it is <laughs> talk about the flash season one episode 14 called fallout first uh <laughs> maybe i don't know i'm kind of now i'm kind of really caught up on this idea of sarah palin riding bears around and picking up kids for school uh <laughs> so let's talk about the episode uh we got barry and, and caitlin snow investigating the explosion speaking of polar bears Yes, uh, the explosion where uh, where Firestorm, uh, aka Ronnie and Doctor Stein, where they exploded. Uh, when they investigate, they find that Ronnie and Doctor Stein have magically separated. They are themselves again. Um, General General Ealing investigates the crater left by the explosion and realizes that Firestorm has separated yep. two imprints two body imprints that's right joe west shows barry the uh the images from the night his mother was killed and barry learns that a future version of himself was there trying to save his mom uh barry talks to dr stein and learns the possibility of time travel of course had barry ever watched uh almost any scientific show hosted by any remotely scientific person, he would have learned that time travel is a real thing. Although time travel back to the past, for the most part, with the exception of the universe in which his show takes place, doesn't seem possible at the moment. Um, let me see here. Do- or I lost my spot for a minute. Okay, so Doctor Wells uh, visits the General, who reveals that he knows that Barry is the Flash, and he wants the Firestorm Project. Uh, so, uh, Doctor Wells basically drugs Dr. Stein and gives him up to, uh, to General Ealing, like a, like a jerk. Um, 
before this, before any, actually before this happens, there is a moment where we realize that even though Stein and Ronnie are separated, they're still linked somehow. Like they can tell where one another is. Mm-hmm. They and, both love pizza. Yeah. And what, and who doesn't, of course, uh, that's Dr. like Stein doesn't like pizza. What? Well, fuck him. That's what I but, say. But because of Ronnie's link, he, he now does. Yeah. That's right. Welcome. Welcome, sir, to the, to everybody on earth. You were the lone holdout. Uh, it's like saying you don't like air, Glenn. I don't understand that. Um, but the link is getting stronger as time progresses. Um, as Stein, when Stein wakes up, he is uh, essentially tortured by General Ealing trying to get this information from him about Firestorm uh, until Ronnie shows up to save him with the help of... Uh, Barry comes with him as well, right? I think it's the two of them, I thought. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, basically they, they've reached a critical mass and they merge back together, but apparently properly this time. Like it's not a, Do they have like a, he has a, like Cisco gives him some kind of yes, quantum right. controller or something like that is what he calls it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so if they fuse together, it wouldn't, they wouldn't be mentally discombobulated. They would be able to function. Yeah, every, everything is very clear and concise now. Uh, yeah. So they work together to control the firestorm matrix within them, getting enough to control, getting enough control to be able to merge and separate on command. So, you know, if Ronnie needs to go out on a date with Caitlin or Dr. Stein wants to hook up with his wife, I mean, they're both going to know exactly what's going on with each other at any They moment. will be able to feel those sensations. That is true. But if they want to do them, they totally can and then just get back together later on. Um the pair decide to leave Central City and stay ahead of Ealing to learn more about their new powers, which is uh, convenient. We'll probably see them again sometime, uh, but I'm guessing not for a while. Uh, Ealing, however, gets kidnapped, and it's revealed that his kidnapper is the Reverse Flash, a.k.a. Uh, Dr. Harrison Wells. And uh, he is in this. as soon as this happens, they're in the sewers. I'm like, yay! Uh, they did mention... Uh, there was like a, a brief mention of a gorilla earlier in the episode, I should note. Uh, so Wells pulls off the mask and reveals himself to uh, Ealing. And uh, basically, we uh, we finally get uh, a, a pretty good look at Gorilla Grad, but also we hear the, uh, the psych, you know, like he's, he's speaking uh, psychically to, to Ealing. I think the line is some. I, I think uh, when he sees him, it's something like, "like oh god" or something, and <laughs> in like the comic bookiest way possible, he's like, "not god, grod," mm-hmm. uh, and then he uh, presumably kills the shit out of this man. <laughs> he sure does. Uh, you just go, Wah! just yes. just see him go down the corridors. And that, that is where the episode ends. Glenn, uh, what, did, what did you think of Fallout? Uh, I mean, it was it was okay. I mean, I, I like the episode. But again, uh, you know, we talk about with this show and how we hated that. It seemed to end with Harrison Wells revealing something mysterious about him but not re- revealing anything. Or mm-hmm. how we hate that they ham-fist the fact of Bruce Wayne and Gotham and that kind of stuff. But I am perfectly okay with every episode ending with someone going to the sewer with Grodd. Like, yeah, yeah. I am, I am perfectly okay with Gorilla Grodd uh, murdering someone at the end of every episode. <laughs> and then us never seeing him. It's perfectly okay for me. Yes. No, I think they may... 
I have a really hard. I have. I have a really bad feeling that they're gonna. It's gonna be revealed that Harrison Wells is under some kind of mind control from Grodd. That he he's not exactly a bad guy. Cause he even says he's protecting his own kind, and that's why he brought him down here. Right. And that may be something Grodd was telling him to say. Perhaps. Um, I mean, there's also the uh, like we know that there's two blood samples in the room where Barry's mom was killed, and one is from future Barry, um, and the other one is from an unknown person who would presumably be Reverse Flash. But if Doctor Wells is Reverse Flash, it should be him, which says to me that it won't be him. And the teasers for next week seem to really hint that oh, everyone's going to find out that Doctor Wells is evil. But I think that's kind of a, a swerve maybe and that we're yeah gonna, like it's, it's gonna so be like he's maybe he's only using the suit to you know his thing is make barry faster and maybe he knows that there is a guy out here who has the suit i don't know exactly who he is or somebody he, somebody gets it at some point you yeah know? and he will be faster than you the um yeah i i like i like the episode too i'm i'm by the way i'm totally fine if they never do another uh creepy dr harrison wells reveal if, as long as they replace it with Dr. Wells kidnaps somebody and then takes them to Grodd's sewer so he kills yep. them. Like every <laughs> yeah. week, that'd be totally fine. If that's how they want to, they start running out of room at Star Labs for bad guys, uh, I'm totally fine if they just want to start just dropping them down on the sewer with Grodd. And he says something ridiculous in his awesome psychic voice and uh, then pummels somebody. Uh, so yeah, I'm, to- I'm totally fine with that. The uh, I like the... Uh, by the way, I like the dynamic with uh, with Ronnie and and Doctor Stein. I think that's a really interesting like superpower that I, I'm sure there's probably like a Marvel version of this character. Maybe Wonder Twins. Is it Wonder Twins? No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> I know what the Wonder Twins are, but I, I don't recall them being as fascinating as Ronnie and Doctor Stein's character. No, I mean I just like the idea of them being able to to split and merge. Um, and it's this, you know, old kind of conservative-y, I mean, for fuck's sake, Glenn, he doesn't even like pizza, this Dr. Stein, um, you know, and Ronnie is like the young kid with a hot girlfriend who can't act very well. Uh, what I didn't like was, th- it's like, oh, they used my brain. I thought Ronnie was some kind of engineer who helped design this fucking... Yeah, I mean, Ronnie's smart. They made him seem like he's... No, I know, but I mean, they're making Ronnie seem like he's dumber than a box of rocks. Yeah, well, I mean, he is Stephen Amell's uh, relative, I guess. I wanted to say brother, but I don't know if they're brothers. Yeah, I think they're cousins. Well, I'll tell you this, sir. There was a couple of shots in this episode where he looked exactly exactly like him. It was terrifying. I'm like, holy crap, are you sure they're not twins or some shit? Like, uh, it it was ridiculous how similar they looked. Um, So they must be... No, I I don't know if Marvel does. I know anime has their own version of Firestorm. It's called the Fusion Dance in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Uh, But... This, I don't know. I find I think it's a pretty fascinating. I think it's a pretty fascinating character, uh, and you know, made made all the more fascinating because they're even when they're separate, they're still linked together. And how do you live? You know, even if you separate, you're not really separate. Like, how do you live a separate life when you're constantly connected to this other person? Uh, you know, so yeah, it's 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 totally strange and weird, and I'm I'm really fascinated. I, I can't wait for this character to come back. Unlike say Captain Cold, which I'm sure is going to be coming back at some point. He'll probably come back like twice a season. And Heat Wave or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, 
not not excited for their return. I don't know. Uh, what would you say score wise for Fallout? Uh like like a three and a half. Like it was, I thought it was pretty good. It was solid. Um, and again, the, the Gorilla Grodd stuff at the end can make up for a lot of mistakes. Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> Grodd Grodd is a cure all. I find this was a a <laughs> totally fine three geeky glasses episode until the end, and I'm like, this is at least a half. Like, uh, if we'd gotten more Grodd, who knows how much higher the score could have gone. Uh, like, actually see him instead of just his face and kind of an outline. Yeah, yeah. but super strength psychic gorillas are, uh, yeah, that's going to raise the score of any show for me. <laughs> I'm hoping for some sort of crossover with the next Planet of the Apes film, perhaps. Uh, we could get some sort of crossover mojo working. I think that would be awesome. Oh, uh, him and Caesar fight each other? Yeah, I want to see yeah. a Caesar gorilla Grodd matchup. I think that'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm totally fine. That was a, that was a, that was a fun episode. Uh, so Glenn, let us now talk about Arrow season three, episode 14 called the return. This place reminds me of who I've become. It's like, there's no more secrets between us. Welcome home. Kill me. We're in danger. You need to regain that killer instinct. There's only death or survival. For God's sake, who put that thing there? Me? Uh, this is the one that we uh, questioned some time ago whether or not this would be the return of Oliver. It wasn't. It was the return to the island, much like you suggested last week. Uh, but way back when, when Oliver was killed, we thought this might be the episode where he comes back. Um, they did not wait quite that long. Uh, they did do something with the flashbacks this week that I kind of enjoyed. Uh, mm-hmm. Because all of the flashbacks took place in Starling City. Um uh, with uh, and most of the main story took place on the island, which uh, that's funny because in the first season it was the reverse of that stuff. Uh, so yeah, let's. Well, I don't know. Where's the? Uh, I don't know. There was a lot of flashback in this episode. Uh, it was kind of fifty-fifty. Sometimes the flashbacks are usually way less in an episode, and I feel like they were more representative in this episode. Uh, so let's let's start with uh, start with them on the island. Uh, so we've got Oliver and Thea training uh, on the island. Uh, the uh, and then we've got uh, Oliver goes and visits the Argus prison because why wouldn't you want to visit with uh, with Deathstroke? Just see how he's doing. Pay him a visit. Uh, when he gets there, he finds a guard dead, and Slade is missing. So basically, he uh, he's like, uh, "Hey Thea, this guy is incredibly dangerous." Uh, please take this gun. We'll be lucky if we survive uh, <laughs> the evening. Uh, that type stuff. Uh, they um, and by the way, the the gun he retrieves is from his father's grave. Um, I don't know why he stashed a gun there, but he oh, is that the gun? Maybe he killed himself with. Yeah. Oh, that's even worse. Here's yeah. here's the gun our dad killed himself with. Use this to protect you. Um, Slade, however, is already there. Oliver realizes that he's like someone's been here already. Slade shows up, beats the shit out of them, and captures them. Uh, he puts them back in an Argus cell, uh, basically leaving them uh, where he was left by Oliver uh, some several episodes ago. 
The, eventually, they're able to get out of the door, though, or get out of the out of the cell. Uh, so correct me if I'm wrong here, Glenn. Did he break Thea's arm? Yeah, he broke Thea's he arm. He broke it. So simple. I, I just need to break your arm, and then you can <laughs> reach around uh, the cell and, and hit the release button. No problem. She's like, sure, why not? I'd love to have my arm broken. And he breaks it, and she reaches around and hits the door release, and they're able to uh, escape the prison. Um, the uh, Oh, and when they're back on the hunt for Slade, Oliver feels that it's probably time to let Thea know that she is the one who killed Sarah Lance. And uh, she does not take this particularly well. Uh, and basi- And she also starts believing Oliver about what he's been saying this whole time about Malcolm Merlin, which is, he's not a great guy. Uh, I think to paraphrase, to put it mildly, he's not a particularly great guy. Uh, so basically, while she is uh, grappling with grappling with uh, with all of this in her head, Slade returns. Uh, there's like a three way fight that goes on. Uh, they, I think, doesn't Thea take him down? Like she pistol whips him or something. Yeah. And uh, then Slade is basically asking her to. To kill him, right? Prove, you know, mm-hmm. prove that you're just like your brother and that you're a killer or whatever. And Oliver is telling her that, um, you know, like this is what Malcolm Merlin wants. This is what he wants. This isn't what you should want. Uh, I mean, she feels justified though because Slade killed their mother, and uh, you know what I mean. So she's struggling with all this. She does fire the gun uh, as the as the uh, the screen cuts out. And they, they head to commercial, and then when they come back, they reveal it was only a flesh wound. And uh, they have re-imprisoned Slade. Uh, so the flashbacks, though, were all... It was Oliver and Masio going back to... Uh, Masio going back to Starling City uh, track to track an employee of Queen Consolidated who is working with China White to sell... Um, the to sell the virus that she controls. They track the location of the buy and disrupt the proceedings. Oliver looks and uh, and basically it's a whole bunch of Oliver looking in on on his family. Thea's on drugs. Uh, oh, we get we get some Tommy Merlin as well in this episode. Uh, and he watches a video message from his father explaining the list of names that is in his book and encouraging Oliver to save the city. Uh, so, what did you think of the return, Glenn? I really did like this episode a lot. I love the flashbacks. In fact, I, I liked Ollie having to see what the world has become around him. And it seems like people have moved on. Uh, it's kind of funny because it seems like he doesn't really matter. Now, you know, Tommy will bring up like, oh, he's my best friend. But his life doesn't stop. You know, he keeps partying and all this kind of stuff. And his sister is now a drug addict, which is, you know, she she isn't necessarily even blaming the fact that her father and brother are dead. She's just right. like, ah, oh, just I'm doing this. No one's here to stop me, basically. Right. And uh, Laurel is gonna, you know, she's gonna be a lawyer. The only then, you know, then you get to Detective Lance, and it was just, it was weird because I was, I knew it was a wig. I'm like, man, but they did a really good job of like showing his hair from sure. other his previous seasons. Oh, and basically, basically a lesson we learned as well about Mr. Lance is that when his daughter is dead, he drinks and becomes a big dick. Yeah. As he was in both the flashbacks and there, there were some non flashback stuff in the city where, um, 
where basically Laurel and uh, I keep forgetting his first name. What's his first name? <laughs> You're like a uh, captain. Uh, yeah, I just I, I know Detective Lance. That's all I know. Detective I, Lance, I actually yeah. don't remember his first name. Yeah, me neither. Um, they his have... real name is Paul Blackthorn. I know that. <laughs> Detective Paul Blackthorn. Uh, so they have a like they've had con- they have like a conversation or whatever at uh, at Sarah's grave, the original grave, which her real body is now in. Uh, and yeah, it's like I can understand that he's grieving and he's upset. Um, but boy, does he come off dickish. For some reason, it's like I knew in the back of my mind, it's like he should he definitely has every right to be grieving and he has every right to be pissed at Laurel for not telling him and basically telling everybody else. Because he's like, you know, how are we going to tell your mother about this? And she's like, uh, she kind of knows already. Uh, and he's like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Uh, so he has every right to be pissed. But boy, he, he kind of played it to like the nth degree because he kind of like to me kind of overdid it. Like I was starting to feel kind of bad for. For Laurel, I'm like, God, this guy's being kind of a dick. And it was in both timelines as well. He was being very dickish in both. Uh, although maybe in the first, I think he was a lot more dickish in the first. Uh, but I guess you could probably blame that on the booze. I guess he had a drinking problem. Anyway, Glenn, I'm sorry for railroading your entire opinion no. on this episode. Continue. <laughs> That's fine. I, uh, no, it was, I just, like you said, the flashbacks, I actually felt like they gave something. It was nice to see Slade Wilson. The only problem I have with that is they're, I understand he's a regular, he's going to be on the show, but it just seems like they're making Malcolm Merlin look too much like too much of a badass. Mm-hmm. When like Stephen A. will beat him pretty easily. Like I don't, what are they making it th- look like? You can't beat him. You you've done it uh, quite a few times actually, and it was you you did it pretty convincingly by murdering him. <laughs> Agreed. So, uh, I don't. I that's the only problem I have with this. They're making. All of a sudden, he's like bigger and better and badder, and I don't, I don't see why they had to go that route right. uh, to want to have to fight Rachel Ghoul. There, uh, there was a scene too where uh, uh, near the at the end, right, where they're back. Uh, Oliver and Thea are back in Starling City, and they're confronted by Malcolm Merlin in Thea's apartment, and basically she gives the you know the speech uh, to him of how she understands they need his help to beat. Rachel Ghoul, and he's trying to explain to her that the only reason she did any of this is uh, because of how dangerous uh, Rachel Ghoul is. And she's like, you know, well, how about the bit where uh, you basically took control of me and used me to kill Sarah? And he's like, Oliver shouldn't have told you that. <laughs> like, uh, like, he didn't really have an excuse for that, did he? Like, was, did that have something to do with Rachel Ghoul, too? Because... He didn't really seem to have an excuse for that outside of like, uh, you weren't supposed to know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was like his literal, like, I'm not paraphrasing. I believe his actual dialogue was. Tell her that. He wasn't supposed to tell you. (laughs) We said that was a secret, Oliver. Um, but yeah, so basically she's like, like, I'll, I'll, she's like, I'll be your Padawan learner and, uh, I'll listen to you and I'll work with you and, uh. She's like, I'll even be your soldier, but I'm never going to be your daughter again. So uh, that relationship seems to be fairly damaged. Although, you know, anybody could see that coming like a, a mile away. Uh, he, he doesn't have undamaged relationships, does Malcolm Merlin. Uh, they all tend to fall apart or people die. Uh, one, one or the other. Um, yeah, I thought this was a pretty good episode, too. I really liked the... Um, there's like a little cute scene where... 
flashback Oliver sees flashback um, Felicity. Felicity, yeah, and she kind of. I mean, it felt like it was just there to get her in the episode. Yeah, it was definitely there just to get her in the episode. Like, but it was paying her, but it was yeah. it was done in a way that I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, it was like 30 seconds where she just walks in and sees Oliver's picture and she starts talking to herself about how she's, how he's cute, and she's like, I've really got to stop talking to myself. Um, <laughs> like, it just solely existed for, you know, that, like, oh my gosh, one day they're going to kiss Glenn! Uh <laughs> There was a, and there was a lot of that, right? He break, like the craziest thing to me is that he gets breaks into his own house, like. And the more I thought about it, like it didn't seem odd to me at first, but then I'm like, wait a minute, this is flashback, Oliver. So his mom's still alive. There's that guy his mom ends up uh, sleeping with, and the the black guy whose name I can't remember because I think he's dead. Um, no, he's not dead. He's just running the the Starling City Bank. Oh, he like he hasn't shown up once since. Yeah, he showed up once when she died. After oh yeah, he died, yeah. It was in one episode. Oh sure, sure, yeah. Like he has not been around very often, so I completely forgot. I thought perhaps he was dead already. Um, but you know, like and, and Thea, of course. Like I'm shocked that there was like nobody around. Uh, we also got a. Um, we also got a look at a at Diggle pre, pre badass Diggle, where he's basically just house sitting a bunch of rich kids. Uh, getting wasted. <laughs> you see his brother. Oh, that's right, right. His younger brother or whatever, who's the one who got on this job in the first place. Yeah, who got uh, murdered by Deadshot. That's right. There's a, They brought back quite a few people, and there was quite a bit of Tommy Merlin in this episode as well, which is always uh, fun, I, I guess. The um, I know you has been different every single time. Yes, we've seen that's him. the thing that's bothered me. I'm like, he looks different every single time. Like, it's it's hard, like a, you you get it after a minute, but you're like, is that Tommy? Yeah, that is him. It, why does he it's look different? Every- kind of like Matthew Perry and Friends. <laughs> like when Matthew Perry is going in the drugs really bad, yes. and his weight was up and down in Friends uh, by every episode. It seemed like that's kind of how Tommy seems like. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't really have much to complain about in this episode. It looks like. Next week's episode is going to be a much bigger episode. Uh, it was yeah. definitely cool to see Slade back again. Uh, he looked younger to me somehow. Like I don't know what it was. He just he looked he looked younger somehow, which is weird. Uh, maybe maybe he's had a lot of time to get in shape and eat right in that prison uh, in the under like subterranean portion of an island in the middle of nowhere. Uh, maybe he's eating well, sir. He's living right, but uh, he. <laughs> was looking more youthful to me. Uh, the the flashback stuff, I, I like the flashback stuff for the most part, more than I've liked them recently, to be sure. Uh, by the way, we should note at the end of the flashback stuff, like I don't th- I think they said something about how they've got to debrief uh, Oliver back in China, but if everything pans out, he'll take him anywhere he wants, which uh, my guess is after this trip to the city and seeing that video from his father, and seeing everything else, the place he'll want to go back to is the island, um, is my guess. So he can hone his skills a little bit better uh, before coming back to Starling City. Uh, so what do you think of uh, score-wise for the return? Uh, four-ish. Yeah. Like I, I, I only say that because I gave three and a half. And like you were saying, it was... It only gets a three and a half because of Gorilla Grodd for the Flash. So yeah, I mean, three otherwise. A very incredibly soft four. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, I'm right there with you. It's 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 about a four, like a soft four, though. Like I I hesitate I hesitate uh, to give it you know a little less than that because I think it was a better episode than the Flash episode was, but not by much. And to be fair, yeah, but it I, didn't have a giant gorilla who has psychic powers. So. Yeah, yeah. This this uh, the Flash episode had 100 percent more psychic gorilla. <laughs> uh, which is yeah which which is a negative for this episode of arrow uh but maybe maybe those will they'll cross paths at some point i don't know but uh that that is my hope but yeah it's a it's a soft four it was it was a totally fine episode with some with some good moments and it was always awesome to see uh deathstroke uh back and uh I, I, it was cool to see him but like it it felt like they dumped him down oh, and lot. made malcolm merlin like way higher which i don't get I mean, just watching the shows, like seeing how season one and season two were. Yeah, he made a new, you know, was going to make a bomb and like destroy half the city. But like, yes, that stroke like had it overrun with monsters. Yes, two very different plans, and one was incredibly effective. Uh, true. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, boy, and part of me wants to now be like, no, no, three and a half for making Slade Wilson look so weak. Um, it's not that he looked weak; like they had a cool fight and stuff. But yeah, and he was fighting two. You know, he was basically fighting two well-trained fighters yeah. at once. Yeah. Um, that being said, it still seemed like they kind of took him down a little too. Well, you know what, Glenn? He's just been. It's it's. He might be living right, but he's certainly not eating enough carbs. I think that's what it was. He just didn't have the stamina he had when he was outside of the prison. Uh, so so clearly he's he's just not bulked up enough. And uh, he needs to work on his cardio, I think, is is what we learned. Uh, not enough cardio in prison for, for Deathstroke. Uh, all right, man. So next week, there is but one episode to watch. There is no Flash. It is on hiatus until, I believe you said, March. March 17th. So basically a month off. Mm-hmm. So do we know why this is occurring? Like, this seems pretty random. Uh, probably just trying to get all their episodes in for sweeps at the end of March and... Uh, try and time up a finale early may or something i don't know i mean i don't i never paid this much attention to television when i was younger but i do not remember shows taking weird breaks like this like randomly i I was because they were you know slaves to their contracts and had to pump out like you know 40 episodes a season that's right (laughs) well this is not the 60s sir uh i believe the first season of star trek did have like like 28 episodes or 29 episodes or something ridiculous like that. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, yeah, I, I hate it when they take breaks like this, but eh, that just opens another hole for us to, to fill with more podcasts, I guess. Uh, when one door closes another opens, I suppose. So Glenn and I will be back next week, not talking the flash, but talking arrow season three, episode 15 called Nanda Parbat. Parbat.